the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Andy Cuomo is still the governor of New York. That's right. He uh, actually hasn't resigned yet. If he had any sense of decency, uh, he would have been gone before lunch today. And uh, after what that's after what came out yesterday. As an, and I'm sure you know by now, the, the attorney general of New York uh, said that there is credible evidence that Andy harassed and or assaulted 11 women in the workplace. Now, I remember when that was good enough to get you fired immediately. But Andy isn't sounding like a guy who's ready to leave. Meanwhile, according to Jen Psaki, uh, the, uh, the president's um, uh, press secretary, the big guy has no plans to call Andy and tell him to do the right thing and, you know, quit. Uh, the big guy said yesterday that he thought Cuomo should resign, but he hasn't actually called Cuomo and told him to do it, according to Saki. And when Saki was asked if the big guy thinks that Cuomo should be impeached, she wasn't interested in answering that question. So, uh, you know, that's where it is right now. And let's keep in mind that Joe Biden was credibly accused of harassing and or assaulting several women. We had one of them on the show here last year, Tara Reid. And if she's telling the truth, and she sounded believable to me, uh, what Joe did to her, allegedly, was much worse than anything that was described by the 11 women who say that Cuomo harassed them. What Tara Reid described was rape. And if I'm not mistaken, the big guy's vice president, who happens to be a woman, uh, said that she believed Tara Reid and still was able to accept that... uh, bid for the uh, vice presidency. Funny how the media haven't been interested in that story. And you would think that the big guy is feeling a little bit uncomfortable when questions start coming up about the way a governor behaved, uh, especially if he knows his behavior was worse. And you would think also that the media, uh, when talking to his press secretary about a, a governor harassing and or assaulting women in the workplace, you know, they might ask a question or two about the big guy's history. They might remember that Tara Reid came forward and claimed to have been physically assaulted, sexually assaulted by Joe Biden. Uh, you'd think that would come up right away. It would if he were a Republican, obviously. And they, they, that, that question would come up not just because it's their job, but because it's a really interesting angle to the story. Uh, it used to be, anyway, and still would be if the uh, mostly left-wing media were not operating as propaganda uh, arms of the Democrat Party and were uh, actual reporters and looking for a good story and enjoying if that's the right word, enjoying a good story and taking advantage of a good story. That's what used to happen, uh, but not anymore. And it's, you know, how can Biden even suggest that anyone else who's holding office should resign based on, based on accusations from women who were not, uh, with no criminal charges being filed? And how can he do that and still justify staying in the White House? Now, I wouldn't be uh, expecting Chris Cuomo to ask any of those questions. Apparently, he did a show last night and never mentioned the charges against the governor of New York, who happens to be his brother. Um, If CNN had any integrity, Chris Cuomo would be fired for having helped his brother deal with the embarrassment. Here's the bottom line, though. Andy Cuomo is probably not going anywhere unless they come and get him. He thinks this will just go away if he just ignores it, and he's probably right. All he has to do is look at Bill Clinton who should have resigned 15 minutes after he was busted for fooling around with Monica Lewinsky. But he stuck around, and the media let him get away with it, of course. And the Democrats still love him. And I'm pretty sure they nominated his wife to run for president, even though everybody knew that she tried to destroy Monica Lewinsky and any other woman who accused her husband of assaulting her or harassing them. And, of course, the media never made her uncomfortable with questions about that, which every every time she showed up anywhere, she should have been asked about that. 
uh, in the middle of the Me Too movement. She's running for president, and her husband had the reputation that he has. So as, anyway, as usual, the thing to watch here is not so much what Cuomo is going to do, because it's pretty obvious that he's staying unless he's impeached, and I guess he is going to be impeached. That doesn't mean he's going to, you know, remember, being impeached doesn't mean he's going to be yanked out of office. He could be impeached and not be convicted and keep going, and he'll probably run for re-election and probably win. You know why? Because he's a Democrat. That's how it works. It's about the media embarrassing themselves by their comparative lack of interest, and, and Andy's not going to be canceled. Uh, and by the way, speaking of being canceled, Bill Maher on HBO did an excellent rant on the cancel culture on his show this past weekend, and he trashed his fellow liberals. Chances are you don't watch Bill and you didn't hear it, so we'll have it for you when we come back. Stick around. This is John Stockerwald. You know, I used to think that all towels are pretty much the same, but I found out with my pillow towels that's not the case. Towels just don't seem to dry anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the stores, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at My Pillow found out that around 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and adding softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA, and they have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft, but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton. They come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. You can get a six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, soft and absorbent, regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great radio specials. Sun's out and shades are in. Get your home summer ready with custom window treatments from Blinds.com. Get a high-end look without the high-end price on our most popular outdoor shades and transform your backyard into the perfect weekend oasis with light-filtering shades that help block UV rays without obstructing your view. Plus, right now, we're offering up to 35% off everything, making it a breeze to upgrade any room in your home, indoors or out. With over 25 million blinds sold and 35,000 five-star reviews, there's a reason why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window treatments in the world. Whether you do it yourself or have them handle the install from start to finish, Blinds.com makes ordering custom window treatments online easy with free shipping and a 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Sunshine and barbecues are in the forecast. Upgrade your backyard and window treatments with Blinds.com today and enjoy your new view all summer long. Visit Blinds.com today to shop up to 35% off site-wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This summer, we all want to reconnect with friends and family, and the team at Legacy Box can help you make the most of your time together by enabling you to revisit classic memories while creating new ones. Legacy Box is an affordable way to have footage of family trips, weddings, and other milestones trapped on home movies and photos safely stored on a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud. The process is remarkably simple. Just follow the guide from Legacy Box's all-inclusive kit, and their experienced team will create digital copies of your videotapes, film reels, and photos. Soon you'll have everything saved on the format of your choice, along with your originals. Imagine highlights from the past, digitally preserved and always ready to share, whether you're telling stories on the porch, relaxing by the pool, or gathering for a barbecue. Even better, Legacy Box is offering 50% off this week. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to take advantage of this limited-time offer and ensure your past is always within reach. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 50%. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. Everyone has that deciding moment. You know, for me, the moment was when my little girl and I were watching TV on the couch and she placed her tiny little hand on my stomach and said, Daddy, I love your fat belly. That was it for me. That was my moment. I took a long look at my priorities, my health, and my body, and it was time to reach out for help. So I did. I hooked up with my friends at Soda Weight Loss, and the unwanted fat weight melted off in no time. I went from 256 to 193 and put years back on my life thanks to Soda Weight Loss. I spent so much time on the treadmill, but before I went to Soda Weight Loss, I felt like I was just spinning my wheels. But once I went to Soda Weight Loss, I let go of 30 pounds, and I've kept 
kept it off. So what are you waiting for? Soda will make it so easy with their at-home program. So you can let go of that weight and embrace a new, healthier you for the rest of your life. Get started now at SodaWeightLoss.com. That's S-O-T-A WeightLoss.com. Soda is, say it with me, state of the art. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, uh, as I said a couple minutes ago, last I heard, Andy Cuomo was still the governor of uh, New York. And it's interesting, uh, everybody by now knows what he's been accused of by women. And uh, according to the district attorney, I'm sorry, the attorney general of uh, New York, he's been credibly accused of assaulting and or um, harassing multiple women. Um, Nicole Jalinas, who I think has been on the show before, uh, writing at City Journal, makes a good point. She points out that uh, as bad as it sounds uh, with what's coming out of the um, the investigation into the sexual harassment, and, and as creepy as this guy uh, looks, and obviously is as a result of it, um, she says that there's a lot more to it than just... Uh, the sexual harassment, and she says it's garden variety public corruption, including misappropriation of state resources. She goes on to point out that uh, one of the stories that was told uh, was from a New York State trooper, um, and she was at an event on the Triborough Bridge, and um, Andy liked her and said, let's get her on the, on the security detail. He wanted to have her around so he could look at her. Uh, even though she was not required, or not, uh, I'm sorry, did not fulfill the requirement of having at least three years' experience. So they changed the minimum from three years to two just for her, and that's what uh, Andy told her. He said, hey, they, they changed the minimum from three years to two just for you. Well, the, the report says that the governor then repeatedly treated his member, this member of state law enforcement, as an object of sexual touching and remarks. And what she points out is that this isn't just harassment, but it's an abuse of state resources, arbitrarily changing the rules that govern hiring based on a powerful elected official's whim harms public safety. There's presumably a good reason why only experienced troopers should guard high-profile targets. This non-meritorious hiring also harms other state troopers who might aspire to this elite position. Any such applicants who were passed over are now in a position to sue. And then there's a, a story about a woman named Caitlin. Caitlin met, uh, or Cuomo met her at a fundraiser. And uh, a few days later, his uh, exec, someone in his office contacted her to give her a job. She said, yeah, I'll take it. I'll, t- uh, I'll be asking for $120,000. And when she asked for it, uh, two people on uh, Cuomo's staff laughed at the ridiculousness of the size of the um, of the. Uh, the uh, job off the the, the requirement the, the the salary requirement, you know what she got the job at the requested pay they she paid him one hundred twenty thousand dollars so uh, Cuomo's behavior here according to Nicole uh, Jalinas uh, is not only creepy and illegal but also constitutes what is essentially a theft of public resources he spent one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year to amuse himself. So this is the kind of stuff that goes with being the kind of guy Andy Cuomo is, who grew up in the governor's mansion because his dad was the governor, who thinks he's entitled to the job and thinks that all the perks that come with it are perfectly justified and he can do anything he wants. So that's um, that's where uh, uh, the the focus might move next, or at least it should. A good point here by Nicole Jalinas uh, that it's not it's it's about so much more than. Uh, his sexual harassment, just as it was with Bill Clinton uh, and all these guys. It's, uh, it's uh, other ways of abusing their office and stealing taxpayer money to help themselves. So uh, I just thought that was good to point that out because it's titillating and because it's TV and everybody wants to focus on the sexual part of it. The guy's a creep. There's no question about that. But he's also corrupt. And that needs to be looked at, and he should be gone. But he's not. I'll bet he's not going to be canceled because uh, he's a Democrat, as I said uh, when I opened the show. But 
the cancel culture is still out there, and it's even gotten so bad that a guy who's as liberal as Bill Maher, who's becoming less and less patient, by the way, with liberals, he's been doing uh, monologues in his show that are just scolding and trashing liberals a lot. And I don't know how uncomfortable they feel with him doing it, but uh, he's been doing it. And I, I, this was good enough. I thought you should hear it because uh, it's just not something you hear a liberal say, especially a liberal with the profile of a guy like Bill Maher. Listen to this. And finally, new rule, please don't make the Olympics into the Oscars. Oh, what's that? They, they did already? Yeah. You know, back in April, when the Oscars aired, I commented in this space that the theme of that evening was, we dare you to be entertained. <laughs> Lest your mind waver for a few hours from thinking about the sad things and bad people in the world. Well, thank God we found some of those bad people in the Olympics now, and not a moment too soon. The director of... No, that, that was sarcasm. <laughs> The director of the opening ceremony was fired hours before what did we, before the event because they found out there was a Holocaust joke in a comedy routine he did decades ago. Well, you know, context is everything. Obviously, it didn't strike people as beyond the pale at the time. Young people have to stop flattering themselves that they're Nostradamus and would have foreseen, had they been around then, everything that's unacceptable now. And for further context, Mel Brooks wrote one of the most successful musicals of all time around the song, Springtime for Hitler. <laughs> Why do we allow the people who just want to bitch to always win? Days before that firing, the opening ceremony's musical director, musical director, was also forced out because someone dug up an interview with him from 1994 where he admitted to bullying classmates as a child. As a child. Remember when your teacher used to try and scare you by saying, this is going to go on your permanent record? <laughs> yeah. No longer an empty threat now. <laughs> and the... And the creative director of the entire shebang of the whole Olympics got shit canned because he once made a fat joke in a private conversation. This is called a purge. It's a mentality that belongs in Stalin's Russia. How bad does this atmosphere we are living in have to get before the people who say cancel culture is overblown admit that is in fact an insanity that is swallowing up the world? I'm back, not the audience. I'm back. And that is not a conservative position, my friends. My politics have not changed, but I am reacting to politics that have. And this is yet another example of how the woke invert the very thing that used to make liberals liberals. Snitches and bitches, that's not being liberal. The Associated Press is a real news organization, yeah. So why am I reading this headline? Olympic surfing exposes whitewashed native Hawaiian roots. Yeah, the Olympics added surfing this year. Good, surfers deserve to be recognized as athletes. I'm sorry. What I meant to say is, no, that's cultural appropriation. The AP says that for Hawaiians, probably all two of them, including surfing in the Olympics, is an extension of the racial indignity seared into the history of the game and their homeland when white outsiders took over their spiritual art form. Or just people having fun in the ocean. I must say, of all the violations of the woke penal code, cultural appropriation just might be the dumbest of all. First of all, there are 25,000 islands in the Pacific. How do we know a Hawaiian was the first to stand on a board in the water? <laughs> it seems like something anyone in any ocean would eventually get around to. And if you're a surfer, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, or in between. You all taste the same to sharks. <laughs> but... But let's say a Hawaiian did invent surfing. Should he or she have kept it to themselves? 
Most of human history is a horror story, but the good parts are about different groups coming together and sharing. It's sort of the whole point of the Olympics, which, which itself comes from Greece, where wrestling was invented as a way for completely heterosexual men to get to know each other. Badminton has roots in India. Tennis comes from France. Skiing from Scandinavia and Taekwondo from Korea. Judo was appropriated from the Far East and skateboarding from the far out. <laughs> what is this new rule that the first thing to do, that the first to do something, are the only ones who get to have it? Jewish people spent most of their history wandering but when they see other people milling around, they don't say, can you not? That's sort of our thing. <laughs> you know, change is not synonymous with progress. Newer doesn't automatically mean better. This new idea that each culture must remain in its own separate silo is not better. It's not progress. And in fact, it's messing with one of the few ideas that still really does make this melting pot called America great. Not everything is about oppression. Stealing natural resources from indigenous peoples. Yes, of course, that is exploitation. But I swear, not one Beach Boys song resulted in any Hawaiian having less waves to surf. <laughs> Not one African record buyer stopped purchasing local music after Paul Simon made Graceland. <laughs> but lots of white buyers in America were turned on to and then bought African music. And today, Korean boy bands make Western-style music. You don't get to number one singing this. <laughs> And that's the great thing about cultural mixing. It makes things better for everyone. BTS can be a hit in America, and I can get kimchi on a taco. Isn't that better than everyone walling itself off from outsiders? I thought walls were supposed to be bad. But we're living now in a world where straight actors are told they can't play gay roles and white novelists aren't allowed to imagine what it would be like to be a Mexican immigrant, even though trying to inhabit the life of someone else is almost the very definition of empathy, the bedrock of liberalism. And by the way, if anyone deserves to bitch about stealing in the Olympics, it's the horses in the equestrian events who have to watch humans get medals for everything they do. Okay, uh, that's Bill Maher, and uh, I don't think Bill Maher is very funny very often. I've always thought he's been kind of overrated. Uh, his humor is more shock than it is funny. He says things for shock value, and you laugh because what he says might make you uncomfortable because it is something that you don't hear said very often, which to me in many ways is kind of cheap comedy. It's... Uh, it can be shocking and not funny. What's what's really good comedy is funny first and then maybe shocking. But if you're basing it all on shocking the audience, then you're not going to be very funny. But he's done, uh, as I said, two or three uh, monologues that go on. For, that was like six or seven minutes long there. Uh, and uh, he has uh, come after the, the liberals. And when he does it, the liberals are sitting there on the panel. Now, I, I wouldn't watch that show if I were in solitary confinement in a penitentiary and they gave me a chance to come out for an hour, you know, to watch it. I would pass. Um, but I do, I am uh, exposed here and there to uh, his commentaries because liberal, I'm sorry, uh, conservative outlets are picking it up and, and running them because they, they're uh, unique and interesting because... He's going against the grain, and uh, what needs to happen is we need to see more of that. But um, Bill Maher will say all those things he said about cancel culture, and he will still come after people the same way he always has done for the same things. And um, and he'll also continue to vote for Democrats, so he's still Bill Maher, but I just thought it was interesting 
that uh, he kind of broke from the norm and did that and thought you'd like to hear it. When we come back, we're going to talk about discipline and stupidity in schools. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Growing bipartisan calls for New York Governor Andrew Cuomo to step down after investigators substantiate sexual harassment and assault allegations against him from 11 women. Correspondent Marina Villeneuve reports that what we're seeing right now is a lot of reiterations of people who had called for Cuomo to resign in March and April who are again calling for him to resign. Including Senator Schumer. Um, and top Democrats in the Assembly and Senate. And there are also at least half a dozen lawmakers who were more hesitant a couple months ago who are now calling for the governor to resign. Um, But there's still a lot of leading Democrats in the Assembly who haven't come out in support of impeachment. And that's where impeachment would need to start. President Biden among those calling for Cuomo's resignation. This is SRN News. Pounds and pounds of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Our cat mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, Zippy and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just tried this wonderful, catalicious Dynavite for cats, and my cat has been on it for two weeks. She is not scratching anymore. She's not chewing anymore. It is just the best. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for cats was coming out because I would seen the changes in my dog. To introduce my cat to Dynavite, I took the advice from Dynavite and put their food on top of just a scoop in the bowl just to get them used to it because I know if I even switch one little thing, they put their nose up to it. There was not one problem. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. AM 1250, The Answer, The Mike Gallagher Show. He's your happy conservative warrior. We've asked over and over again, how many times do people have to be asked, well, when in the world, if you're worried about COVID spreading throughout the country, are you going to acknowledge illegals who are likely bringing COVID along with them? Does that matter? The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250, The Answer. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do. To protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Not only do we have great grills, but also the best hot patio heaters. We are the nationwide distributor for Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters, the very best patio heater that you can get. The Bromic heaters use the same radiant burner technology as our Solaire infrared grills, so they heat up fast and keep you warm so you can enjoy your backyard grill and outdoor living spaces into the night and all year round. Bromic heaters have stylish contemporary designs that fit perfectly in backyard and restaurant patios. We have gas and electric models to suit most installation needs and a portable gas heater that directs the heat where you want it, not the bushes and walls like the mushroom heaters. For top quality performance and aesthetics, you want Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters and Solaire Infrared Grills. Learn about these amazing grills and heaters at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On the Parkway West, it's a slow ride outbound from Banksville Road to Carnegie. Your delay about seven minutes. Parkway East inbound slow in County Jail to the Fort Pitt Bridge and outbound from Bates Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Still congested outbound 28 from Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. Off-ramp to the bridge that does remain shut down with construction. Hopewell Area 151, that's under construction till 6 between Stone Quarry Road and Broadhead Road. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. 
1250, The Answer. Weather. An early evening thunderstorm in spots tonight. Otherwise, mainly cloudy with a low 61. Periods of sunshine and clouds tomorrow with a high of 83. Mostly clear tomorrow night with a low 64. Friday, intervals of sun and clouds with a high of 86. And Saturday, a thunderstorm with a high of 85. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, school starts in a few weeks, uh, assuming it's not canceled again. And we all know that the federal government, which should have nothing to say about anybody's education, uh, will be sticking its nose in even more now with Democrats in charge and, of course, making things worse. Horace Cooper is the co-chairman of Project 21 Black Leadership Network, and he joins us now. Thanks for coming on again, Horace. I appreciate it. Always good to have you. Well, thanks for having me on today. So uh, how is the Biden administration going to make things worse in public schools this year? Well, CRT is making its appearance yet again in another iteration. This time it's called disparate impact. And it is this idea that in every walk of life, if black Americans are 13% of the population, 13% of every choice, every experience ought to be represented by black Americans. if sells trucks, 13% of them needs to be sold to black Americans. If Macy's sells soups, 13% of them need to be sold uh, to black Americans. Um, if a steakhouse sells steaks, 13%. And in this case, now the Department of Education is saying that if students in the classroom are misbehaving, only 13% of those who are misbehaving can be blacks that are punished. If you punish more than that, then you are going to be sanctioned. Your school could lose funding. Uh, the, there will be pressure uh, to re-educate and reorient the teacher. And even the school itself may be placed on a list where they will be ineligible for assistance for some of the types of uh, assistance for the needy children, people with reading and learning disabilities. This theory has no basis in reality. In a free society, people make choices. People buy trucks, people buy cars, people buy SUVs. People move to certain communities and they buy homes. What the Biden administration is claiming is that we know in advance what the percentage of children that are being suspended, that are uh, taken to the principal, or even expelled on the basis of their race. And we don't need to look at individual behavior, and we can't trust teachers to make that kind of determination. And so um, what kind of position does that put the teachers in? Uh, I mean, Well, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, um, the teachers unions all across the country have significant amount of influence on the mask wearing and COVID testing for COVID-19. We're asking them to do something far more useful, and that is to represent the interest of teachers. Teachers who are trying to keep order in the classroom, teachers that are trying to see to it that as many of the children who would like to learn are going to be able to learn and not have those teachers punished for separating out the children who misbehave. And that we could trust if the teacher is able to keep students for eight or more hours a day in a classroom, why can't we trust if they identify a child uh, who is behaving badly to determine whether that child needs a modest sanction, a moderate sanction, or an extreme sanction? Those unions ought to be representing teachers, and teachers need to understand if the union doesn't do this, they are going to be punished, penalized, maybe not have their contracts renewed, not given uh, 
raises or any of the kinds of benefits that being an exceptional teacher normally would get you because bean counters have decided that they already know without setting one foot in your classroom the race of all of the good students and the race of all of the bad students. The stupidity uh, that you find in education <laughs> these days is mind-boggling, mind-numbing, actually. Uh, you know, if you look at what's happening on college campuses and and the the the, more, the closer you look at education, the more stupidity you seem to find. Um, so you guys at Project Twenty One, you sent uh, um, a um, a little a letter uh, to the uh, U.S. Department yes, of Education. Yes. What'd you tell them? Office of Civil Rights. Yes, the Office of Civil Rights within the Department of Education. We're we are telling them this idea that you can look at the race of people and know what they are going to do, who they are, or anything about them before they've actually even introduced themselves is a terrible idea. But this is part of critical race theory, and in the classroom, it tells our most vulnerable, our youngest people who are the most likely to be influenced into thinking that you can judge people on the basis of race. We should be doing exactly the opposite of this. And so we're asking the Office of Civil Rights to reconsider this policy. Do not punish school districts uh, for, uh, on the basis of some disparate impact. We should no more punish a school on the basis of uh, disparate impact, then we should punish Ford for not selling 13% of its trucks to black Americans. So not saying to the steakhouse that you didn't have 13% of your customers were black people. There is no evidence of bad behavior merely because the numbers don't look right. A lot of people make choices, dietary, education, whatever those choices may be, we need to let people behave and observe the behavior and then make determinations rather than saying, ah, we already know the race of all the good people and the race of all the bad people. And so, we're talking to Horace Cooper. He's co-chairman of Project 21 Black Leadership Network. Been around for a long time, by the way, um, a conservative group. Um, what you're saying, it's it's almost embarrassing to have to even talk about it, isn't it? I mean, it's so stupid. It absolutely is. This this defies logic, it defies reason. There is nowhere that you can go. There's not 13% of people get a cold who are black. <laughs> it, it just doesn't make sense. There's so many factors for every single outcome that occurs, and to pretend that we can box all of that according to race is exactly what the bigots of the Jim Crow era did. Right. Progressives pretend that they are for black America and they're for minorities, but actually they are for dividing all of America. They are for treating people on the basis of their race rather than who they are as individuals. This is a dumb idea in the classroom, and by the way, it's a dumb idea everywhere else it is being considered. Yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm wondering as I'm sitting here as a white guy, should I start taking stock of myself to see if I have that 13% of my friends are black? Well, this is my point. Who does that? Only bigots and racists like the progressives want to place everything in society in a racial category. That's not how the world works. I don't buy my flowers 13% of them just from minorities. I go and I try to get the best deal. If I find a place that serves a great steak, I'm interested in getting a great steak. I'm not looking in the kitchen to see, well, how many of the cooks are of a certain race? The people that do that 
are overly focused on race, and it is dangerous in every place and every time period where the race of the individual was the primary consideration, misery and unhappiness followed. I only have a minute left, Horace. I want to quickly switch the subject just to get your take on the fact that only 31% of blacks uh, are getting vaccines in the New York City, and they're going to make uh, vaccines required for everything. Um, How how does that help the black uh, people in New York? uh, Once again... Once again, in New York City, they are doing exactly the opposite of what is necessary to convince any group of people to take the steps you want them to. Shaming them doesn't work. Uh, Condemning them doesn't work. And certainly not mandating. We're now going to see a high number of people who can't go to work because they haven't been vaccinated. We're telling people where a a significant comorbidity is overweight shoes that they can't go to the gym. This <laughs> is beyond bizarre. And yet, only in the minds of progressives like Mayor de Blasio do they think this is the approach. You persuade free people to agree to do what you like. You do not force them. That's what self-government is about. Horace Cooper, I, I have to go. I just want to let you know, that this would make you feel good, that uh, I've written down here that I had Horace Cooper on on August the 4th. He's a black guy. And I'm up to I'm up to 12% of, of black uh, guests on my show. And I I'm, I just want to thank you for helping me make my quota. I, I got a little bit more to go. Well, thanks for having me on. Right. Hopefully I can come on even if you exceed your quota. Well, I don't know if I get to count you twice, but I'll, I may cheat. I'll, I'll figure that out. Thanks, Horace. Thank you. We'll be right back. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 831-21. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrpittsburgh.com. Is it time to push reset and get away with God? Christian travel creates purposeful pauses to discover the most scenic, sought-after destinations while you immerse yourself in the wonder of God's creation. As you travel alongside the world's top Christian leaders, every step of the way will revive your faith and awaken your sense of wonder. Imagine morning devotions on the deck of a cruise ship as you pass towering Alaska glaciers or tropical Caribbean islands. Perhaps you're longing to set foot in the very places where Jesus walked and taught in Israel. Every day on a Christian cruise or tour brings you to new vistas while you enjoy uplifting music and powerful messages. Get away with God in a faith-focused journey and the unforgettable memories you create will refresh you long after you return home. For more information, visit InspirationCruises.com or call 800-247-1899. That's InspirationCruises.com or call 800-247-1899. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800 
Relieffactor.com. Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> What's it called again? Select Quote. Just call or go to selectquote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. Warning. Listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, speaking of stupidity, um, Howard, uh, Horace, I'm sorry, sorry, Horace Cooper talked about uh, how often liberals, uh, especially when they get a chance to work in government and have the power to do it, how, how good they are at uh, doing the exact opposite of what they should do and usually getting the exact opposite um, result from what they expected. So I came across this today. Um, this, is, this is something this – this actually goes back to July of 2020, so it's a year old. And it came out during the – I guess right when uh, – not, not long after the, the uh, George Floyd murder and there was so much talk about – uh, black culture and and racism and everything that's being uh, done to, uh, to harm blacks and all that stuff. Well, this uh, this is the conference on college composition and communication, and the headline for it is: "This ain't another statement. This is a demand for black. Are you ready? Linguistic justice. They want linguistic justice now, which means they don't want. Uh, they think it's racist." to expect black kids to speak what is accepted as proper English. Um, So they are, and this group, this group, the Conference on College Composition and Communication, is out there saying that they they want black kids to be allowed to speak however they want uh, and not to be penalized for not speaking proper English. So... Uh, here, are, here are some of the demands. This is these are people that are out there actually thinking that they are working for the benefit of black kids. Okay, uh, this is one of the demands. Teachers stop using academic language and standard English as the accepted communicative norm, which reflects. Are you ready? White mainstream English. Teachers stop teaching black students to code switch. Instead, I don't even know what that means, but uh, we must teach black students about anti-black linguistic racism and white linguistic supremacy. So speaking proper English, writing proper English is not good for black kids. They shouldn't be doing it. They should be speaking uh, whatever. I don't know what these people think uh, would this this group, this conference on college composition and communication, what they think would be better. Uh, teachers, they demand that teachers develop and teach black linguistic consciousness that works to decolonize the mind and or language, unlearn white supremacy, and unravel anti-black linguistic racism. Do you think these people are obsessed enough with race? That's my question. Is there anything that that, that this that race is not uh, a, a problem with the with this group? Uh, and 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 again, it's doing the exact opposite of what they should be doing. They're also demanding the learning of standard English. It says here though that the learning of standard English has historically been obligatory, despite our knowledge that linguistic shaming. And dismissal of black language has a deleterious uh, effect on uh, deleterious effect on black language speakers' humanity. It affects their humanity to tell a kid, black or white, that he should speak proper English. Uh, and you're a bad person and you're a racist if you keep pushing it. Here's another demand. And this this is just 
it's just mind-boggling uh, that that these are these are black people, uh, and I don't know if they're academics or who, who this group what this group is made up of, but they are they think that this is helping black kids. They demand quote. Teachers stop policing black students' language practices and penalizing them for using it in the classroom. Another one. Teachers stop promoting and privileging white mainstream English. That's, uh, I'll tell you a quick story. How much time I got, Mike? Okay, this is a this is a, uh, a a prime prime example of something that I think is much more of a problem than racism. And again, this is coming from a white guy, so uh, you know, just so you know, I I have not experienced in any way what a black person experiences when it comes to this kind of stuff, racism. But a, a story I wrote about in my book, Just Watch the Game, available on Amazon. Uh, the the Pitt basketball team had a, a player named Clyde Vaughn. He was a really good player, and he was um, he was their best player, one of the best players in pit history, actually. And he was also they talked about how what a good student he was. So I was working a pit basketball game with Bill Hillgrove. They were playing Georgetown. Pitt was playing Georgetown, and I was not doing the play by play. I was on the color. I don't know what I was doing, but I, I was I was sitting at the table courtside watching the monitor as Bill Hillgrove interviewed Clyde Vaughn after the game. They had just played Georgetown with Patrick Ewing. Great, great team, and they played him very well, almost beat him. So Bill Hillgrove's question to um, to Clyde Vaughn was, uh, his comment to Clyde Vaughn was, hey, you guys have to feel good. I know you didn't win, but you have to, feel, you have to be feeling good about how you play tonight. And this is what Clyde Vaughn said on television live. Yes, we is, Mr. Hillgrove. Yes, we is. Now, people would fall out of their chairs laughing if a white kid says that. A black kid says it, and everybody is okay with it, and that's the soft bigotry of low expectations. You expect that to come out of a black player. And, and if you're in the media, you are criticized and call a racist if you say that a, a black player is articulate. And doesn't, or uh, and he wouldn't even dare to say he sounds white, but some some people would put it that way. Yes, we is Mr. Hillgrove. Now I said it in my book, and I say it now. The sports information director, whoever's involved with the athletic department, and and working with these kids as they deal with the media, immediately should go to Clyde Vaughn and say, Clyde, you can't say yes, we is. Come on. You're a 21-year-old college senior. It's yes, we are. It just doesn't look good. And you can't do that. If you do it, you're a racist. And that's not good for black kids. And it's worse than racism because it perpetuates problems that could easily be fixed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.